0: Nick, are you a big Gerard Butler fan? Who isn't? That's a great question. What's your favorite movie featuring Gerard? Big fan of
1: 300.
0: 300. Yeah. Well, well you're in luck cuz are we
1: watching 300 <laughs>
0: we tonight? <laughs> we got a 300 themed episode microsode for you today. Just kidding, it's not it's not 300-themed. But it is taking us to Sparta. Sparta, <gasps> Georgia, in fact. Oh. Uh, which probably could not be an, any more different than um, the Sparta from the movie 300. Fictional place, never existed, mind you. Uh, Sparta, Georgia, <laughs> although, <laughs> is very real. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is the sandersville railroad company planning on building a four and a half mile rail spur to connect to a nearby gravel and sand quarry
1: so you're telling me the railway company are the persians in this uh episode that would be
0: that you know what that it would be actually a really good analogy to be <laughs> honest with you <laughs> yes
1: i'm just playing the movie in my head <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. Um, but no, you would be you would be right. They would be the uh, the the Persians that nobody wants around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Sparta Georgia, just a little background. Uh, I've actually driven through Sparta, Georgia, very small town. I think it had about 1300 residents. Um, and it's by no means like a a wealthy community. It's it's small, it's rural, it's it has its challenges, of course, um, and it's mostly minority, mostly black people live there.
1: So (laughs) that just (laughs) naturally. Yeah, of course, that that is their number one place to run railways, highways, all of the things people don't want going through their communities through.
0: Yeah, and like a quarry there already, right? Uh-huh. Um, quarries probably aren't the most desirable mm-hmm. uh, business or or whatever you would call a quarry, I guess, t- to have in your area, right? Uh, so when the Sandersville Railroad Company began sending letters to residents in April of last year telling them that they needed to run a spur... To connect to the quarry, Um, the residents were obviously not happy about it, and they have begun to push back. Good for them. But the Sandersville Railroad Company is now uh, threatening to, this is kind of funny, they're threatening to invoke Eminent Domain. You remember Eminent Domain?
1: Yeah, but I thought that was something, I thought the government did Eminent Domain, not a private company.
0: Yeah, I mean, typically, yeah, because eminent domain is meant to be for uh, the public good. Right. And it's it's in no way clear in this situation how this is going to be for the public good. Uh, they've really only described 12 well-paying permanent jobs as well as dozens of temporary construction jobs.
1: <laughs> so... 12 jobs for a city of 1,300?
0: Of 1,300, or I guess that only 20 temporary construction jobs. But they do claim that this will somehow bring millions of dollars to the
1: community every year. Is this like a a train that drops gold as it goes by or something?
0: It it doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: Uh, (coughs) And then I was Um, just going to say, 12 jobs for 1,300 people... Is not a lot of jobs, especially right. when 300 of them are already warriors. All right, I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then
0: uh, I guess another part of the public good is allowing the quarry to increase output by 500,000 tons per year. A lot of this is being justified through the need for, or trying to be justified, I should say, the need for infrastructure updates that would come from you know moving this this gravel and sand to mostly the the uh, coastal regions where it's needed for infrastructure but but yeah it's like how does eminent domain play any factor into this right how how are they going to inject millions of dollars into the community with this project And instead of what I suspect would happen is private company profits, right? Keeping them for themselves, essentially. Uh, A big kind of concern is is the noise, right? Obviously, trains make a lot of noise. Quarries make a lot of noise. A lot of these people who who live here have been here for hundred years or more, Um, and they live on land they that that's been passed down to them through generations. The original plans were to run this rail through a number of properties, uh, large and small. There was there was one property owner who, uh, while they were doing the land surveying for this, went out and talked to the railroad representative that was there. And they basically told him that it wasn't going to... Uh, go through his property, but it was going to go about a hundred feet away, which is like nothing. Right. right? If you have a train going, a a freight train going a (laughs) hundred feet away from your house.
1: That's like your backyard. That's in your backyard. It's going to be going. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just, it's, it's like I said, a lot of these people who've been living there for a long time, um, not, you know, particularly well-off people who who can, you know, move if it's not where they want to live or even, you know, afford to to mitigate this somehow. Um, but they're there nonetheless, and and a train going through there significantly affects their lives. It affects um, not only them and how they enjoy. They're a community, but, you know, school children at school, they got to deal with noise coming from freight trains. Noise is just very invasive. Mm -hmm.
1: And then in this day and age, who is on the top of the list for signing up for, oh, yes, I would love for a train to go through my town with all the derailments we're hearing about? and
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) even if it is just gravel and sand, like, nobody a train derailment is just like a, a massive uh, safety concern on its own regardless of what it's carrying. I don't suspect that this small rail company is um, any better than Norfolk Southern when it comes to their equipment and their processes. I, they may be, but I just don't suspect that they are.
1: Right, and I'd say from what we researched for the Norfolk Southern case when that first came out, it seems like All the rail companies are exactly the same because they have to, the way that they make their money is by lessening their inspections, by skipping those safety steps and putting their money into dividends for their stockholders. It's not towards, you know, better safety on their equipment. It, It really isn't. That's not what the Wall Street investors are focused on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Another little tidbit I found interesting is that the owner of the railroad company, Ben Tarbutton III, he was, as of November 2022, appointed to the Georgia Port Authority by the governor, Brian Kemp, in Georgia. Um, So he, I mean, I assume he has some, some levers he can pull within the government, right, to get this eminent domain thing through. Uh, it's just a big, like, a big threat. It's it's very disheartening just to learn that alone, that he has, you know, positions of authority like that, um, that he can, you know, push through something like this for his private gain as the owner of the company.
1: Yeah, and you would think that there... I mean, like, I... I'll share this. I work for... A municipality, and I have to take an ethics test every year to ensure. And it like says like I cannot use my position to help my private business. I can't, you know, do all these things. Like, how is this guy just allowed to steamroll his company through? You know, to get this taken care of, so that way they can make some profit um, while completely, you know. Ruining these poor people's town.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and there's a uh, WGXA News in Macon, Georgia. Uh, had a or tried to have an interview with this Ben Tarbutton, uh, oh and as soon as they as soon as they asked him about the legality of, you know, this this private railroad company to use eminent eminent domain. Uh, he basically stopped the interview and <laughs> 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 wouldn't answer any further questions. So it's definitely something fishy,
1: right? Um it seems like he knows what he's doing is wrong.
0: Yeah, or at least uh, maybe not solidly grounded in the law. Anyways, just this is just a, a new article that I wanted to share. I'm hoping things go well for... The community here and the people who are fighting against this. We'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, I mean like it's just goes to show these people who are in positions of authority that the ways they they have motive to, you know, use those positions for their personal gain.
1: Well, with that, that is going to be our microsode for today. Uh at this point, Zach and I have decided to rename the podcast to Poisoned for Trains. Uh <laughs> poisoned by trains. <laughs> poisoned by trains. <laughs> uh, it seems like everything we're talking about is trains right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, as always though, thank you for listening. Check us out on our social medias, linked in the show notes. Um anything else from music? Talk to you next time.